Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome, everybody, to the emergency session for the Pick 6 podcast. I'm Katie Mox here with Will Brinson and John Breach and Tyler Sullivan to discuss... Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show. What's going on there with the uh, pin there, Brinson? Uh, I'm trying to get my camera to focus. I was flipping around. That's the best way to do it. You have to get up in the camera and then pull it back slowly, and eventually it'll refocus. It'll figure itself out. Just he's, like he's trying to enter his darkness retreat. That's what he's trying yeah. to do. Yeah. Well, we need some clarity. So maybe the darkness retreat or not having any focus is the right play here. So Aaron Rodgers comes on Pat McAfee. It was one of the most self-indulgent things I think I've watched in quite a while. Said he's not making a decision. It's not a decision day. Then he said that he intends to play for the New York Jets and uh, threw a lot of bombs at the Packers organization. Yeah. Initial thoughts, guys. Yeah. So I mean, my number one thought here is that I think Aaron Rodgers has been very good about doing about about this. Not, and, and when I say very good, I don't mean like oh great for everyone. I mean like Aaron Rodgers is for as much as people get annoyed at the attention that he likes to draw to himself, um, he does know how to manipulate um, things in the media. And that's exactly what he was doing here. He, I mean, he, you know, he went on, he went on. I, I mean, if we take this at face value, the, what Aaron Rodgers said on the Pat McAfee show, and I, I found it to be a very compelling interview, uh, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just, I like, I like, I like people catching strays, even if I, <laughs> um, in fact, I prefer it's when my friends catch strays, uh, but I, you know, when, when we, um, if we take what he's saying at face value, essentially Rogers believed that the Packers didn't want him to play for them anymore. He was, didn't want to play for the Packers anymore. And the jet, he was interested in playing for the jets, but the Packers have not been willing so far to accept a certain level of compensation in return for Rogers, which has been the holdup uh, in this trade potentially happening. So I think what, so in other words, what I'm trying to say is Rogers by doing this interview, and by putting those claims out there, whether or not they are, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's some substance to them, but whether or not they're 100% true, he has now taken all of the sort of um, vitriol that is focused on this this whole situation. I wrote about it. I was like, Roger, excuse me, make up your freaking mind. He has taken all the vitriol that was directed at him and yeah. redirected it right at the Packers, pointing the blame at them for not getting a deal done. Because the reality is, if the Packers have decided they, they're moving on to Jordan Love, which we believe they have, they can trade Aaron Rodgers. They can trade Aaron Rodgers for anything. They don't have to get like getting two first round picks. Very unlikely. Uh, they don't have to give him away for free. But but the point being is, Rodgers has now put the onus on the Packers to figure out how to make this happen. 
I think the biggest thing for me is that I didn't realize, or I guess I didn't consider, how close he was to actually retirement. He said going into his darkness retreat, he was 90% retirement, 10% playing. I, I don't think that anybody thought we were that close. Do you believe close. that, though, Tyler? Do you believe he was really 90%? I, don't, I, I honestly don't believe that. I think he went into this thinking he was going to leave, and now he's just trying to spin it around on the Packers. Right. I mean, yes, that's certainly possible. But if we are taking him at face value when we're talking about what he said on Pat McAfee, well, then that's a, a lot. Lot closer than I think a lot of people thought. I'm with you. I don't necessarily know if I believe that, but even if that's what he's going to warp his brain into thinking is the actual storyline for him, we're about to see a revenge tour Aaron Rodgers, which I think is pretty exciting. Uh, this whole thing is pure Aaron Rodgers. You know, yes, it, it is. just like nobody could have milked this out longer, gone and made an announcement. And you know what? At least we not, got it was some, not an announcement. It was you said, well, <laughs> well, but, but the thing is, we got some actual news out of this, yes. which I think at, at the very beginning when he said there's not going to be a decision made today, everybody I think there was a collective eye roll of oh my god, we just tuned in for absolutely nothing, and then boom, as Katie said, just bombs left and right. He just tossed him and out all over the place. I mean, he clearly has a huge disdain for the Packers front office. I mean, I, you know, he's talking about the president before Mark Murphy talking about how he got along with everyone uh, before this current regime came into place. He's talking about how the current regime screwed over multiple former Packers players on their way out of green Bay. Uh, I, I mean, so it is crazy. And we heard all these reports that he wasn't getting along with the front office. And this just kind of proved it that man, he, it, it, it almost seems like he's happy to be out. Loves Packers fans, loves his Packers teammates, but did not like working for that front office. But you know what? I, he's going to be a Jet. That's that's the big takeaway here. Well, it seems like the Packers organization is digging their heels in on what they're going to give the Jets. How do you see this playing out in terms of? I mean, they're going to want. I'm assuming what Matt Stafford got. They're want. They're going to want a couple uh, well, of first rounders. I mean, I mean, yeah, they may want that. It ain't happening. I mean, I think at this point, so now I mean, there's a couple of angles here too. If the Packers want to be total um, B-holes or E-faces or A-holes, whatever you want to call it, whatever you know, letter you want to attach to whatever word it is, like if they want to be jerks about this whole thing, they can be because mm -hmm. they have the salary cap space. Like you know, they, I mean, Rodgers is already built into their salary cap. Yeah. Like they could keep him and just say, we're going to make you inactive every week over the course of the season. Like, th and that would be the, the problem. So, and this is why what, what today was when I mentioned that he shifts the public perception and puts the onus on the Packers is now, if the Packers try to play hardball, it becomes the Packers are being total jerks about it. Yeah. Th you know, they're not going to give up Rogers for a seventh round pick, but, no he's, but we've seen, but they're also not going to get two first rounders for him. We've seen a very, very clear example of what the Packers can get for a quarterback where they send him to the Jets when he's really old. And that you give him, I mean, Brett Favre did it. It was a conditional, I think, it was a conditional fourth-round pick that could have become a third or could have become a second. I would be really surprised if this regime in, in the Packers is willing to just completely give uh, give uh, Rodgers away. You know, you know, you mentioned, uh, or one of y'all mentioned that, like, you know, look, like, he doesn't like the people in that front office. Like they do not like you. They, they probably don't like him. Like they, they are not friendly. You could tell. Uh, you know, he referenced all the former GMs. It was John Schneider, John Dorsey, um, you know, uh, Elliot Wolf, obviously Ted Thompson, who you know passed recently, who drafted Rodgers. 
the total changeover in that organization, he's been there so long, the longest tenured Packer, as he pointed out, maybe the greatest Packer, that because of that, he he's just outlasted an entire regime of people who worked under Ted Thompson. It is a completely different group of people. And so that dynamic, I think, is really interesting when you talk about the trade value because these guys may be willing to be there, – there's no sentiment, there's no love lost between the two groups. So they're not just going to ship Aaron Rodgers off for nothing to make him happy. They are going to want to try and get maximum value in return because they want to be able to improve their team as they try and move forward with Jordan Love, who is their guy. So I think there's probably something in the middle to two first rounders is just, just not happening. Like it's just, I mean, that's the Jets. I don't, I mean, the Jets could get, a, the Jets could be completely jammed here and not have a quarterback. I just can't see two first rounders happening. I could see maybe where it's like, all right, we'll give you a third round pick. If we make the playoffs, it is conditional. Like it's a, it's a conditional third round pick becomes a second round pick. If we make the playoffs, if we make the AFC championship game, it becomes a first round pick. Something of that nature, I think could make sense for both parties. Well, you look at the recent reporting, too, and I know, considering it's Aaron Rodgers, we have to kind of look a little bit weary whenever we see reports, <laughs> as, he, as he likes to tell us. But uh, NFL Network did have a report earlier before he went on Pat McAfee saying that Green Bay isn't looking for multiple first-round picks like other quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, have commanded in recent years. So there, there is a negotiation at least going on, but they haven't agreed to terms yet. At least that's the, what that report says. And, and I'm with you, Will. I, I don't know if they're getting anything close to multiple first-round picks because if you're the New York Jets, yes, you obviously want Aaron Rodgers, but you have no idea how much longer this dude is going to want to yeah. play. So if all of a sudden years, yeah, I mean, it, he could go to a darkness retreat over the summer and decide to retire <laughs> after you had you know for multiple first-round picks. So you can't give up those type of assets. When you have an overall young team that you're going to compliment him with, you want to keep building that for whenever he decides to walk away. So for me, you look at those previous deals, whether it be you know, Russell Wilson or Matthew Stafford, look at those teams that got those picks are at now. They're in the top five of the NFL draft. You don't want to be one of those teams that all of a sudden loses your quarterback, and now you're looking at a potential top five pick, top ten pick in the NFL draft that you could have had to help spark your rebuild post Rodgers. And, and let's not talk to – oh, sorry, Bruce, I was going to say that. And, and to that point, so you're talking about uh, – if we're talking about what the Packers' asking price is – so we had Adam Schefter say this morning that the Packers felt, and this is what Brenton alluded to, that the Packers felt that Aaron Rodgers is worth at least what the Rams or what the Lions got for Matthew Stafford, so that he's worth worth at least two first round picks. But that was what they feel like he's worth. That doesn't necessarily mean that was their asking price. And then you had the Pelissero report that Sullivan referred to that saying that the Packers were not asking for multiple first round picks, but that that doesn't mean they're not asking for a first round pick because he just used the word multiple. They very well could be looking for at least one first round pick. And the other problem is here. We already had, we also had a report from pro football talk on Wednesday morning saying that the Packers would milk this out into the draft if they have to, because they kind of have the leverage now because Aaron Rodgers has said he wants to play for the jets. Mm -hmm. The jets know they need a quarterback. They can't wait till the draft. If they don't have someone, they let free agency go by they're screwed. I mean, then they'll have to maybe draft someone or, or what are they going to do? And then the other part you, of that you play Zach Wilson again, like right, you play Zach Wilson again. So, so the Packers know this. So the Packers are in a spot where you either give us a first round pick or guess what? We'll just, we're just going to sit on the sideline and we're not going to answer our phone unless you call and tell us you're going to give us a first round pick. So 
they have Rodgers threw them under the bus and said they're holding everything up. And I'm sure they're fine with this now because they're not going to make the trade unless they get the compensation they want. And then if you're the Packers and you're looking at this trade, but if you're the Jets and you're saying, why would we give up a first round pick and pay Aaron Rodgers $60 million when now Lamar Jackson's out there who you could get for two first round picks and $60 million. So if I'm thinking of trading two first round picks, if I'm even considering it, if I'm the Jets, then I'm at least thinking about Lamar Jackson. So this, this whole thing is getting really crazy and we might not see this trade happen uh, in the next week, just because of all these things that kind of have to be ironed out. And, and worth 32 on the, uh, the lions and the Stafford and the, and the Rams trade, the lions got more, coming back in terms of draft pick value because they were taking on Jared Goff's, Jared Goff's big contract. Like yeah. the, the Rams had to get out from under Goff's contract. It was not easy to deal with that. And the Lions took it on. They were like, we're willing to take Goff and give you Stafford. So like, that's why that, that was beefed up. I don't necessarily – in with the Russell Wilson deal, you know, everyone sort of thought that it was Seattle's fault and that Russ, you know – like that Russ had tons of time left. And then if you got a new, any sort of new offensive coordinator or any new system that he would flourish, et cetera, et cetera. So this is a very different situation. This is a guy who, and I think it is interesting that he said, I'm 90% retired or just a couple, just a couple of things about the darkness thing that I want to like, he said, I'm 90% retired, which is in theory is so put like, you know, you don't know how long you're going to have him. Like yeah, that's driving exactly. down that's driving down his value by saying like I was 90% retired. It's like, I basically might have one year left. So why would you hold up hope for two ones? The other thing, uh, shout out to Lindsay Rhodes of, uh, of, of, of blue wire podcast, I think, or, or serious XM. Um, she, who also, she has a podcast. It's a good podcast. Check it out. She uh, replied to me because Roger said, he said, I, the sentiment I got at the end of last season and like basically throughout the season in February, et cetera, et cetera, was that they were ready to move on. But then he also claimed that he came out of the darkness and a change had happened. He just yes. said a change had happened, which is incongruous, incongru- incongruous, yeah, incongruous uh, in terms of how they, I don't know. And it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't match up. Like, did he feel- Contradicting he, information. Contradicting yes. information. Yes. He, yeah, exactly, Katie. He felt like going in that they were, they were ready to move on, but then he suddenly discovered that they were ready to move on afterwards, right? That's what that's why I don't believe his whole I was 90 percent retiring before I came to this. I think he went to this darkness retreat for whatever reason, maybe to use as like a guise for whatever he was going to come out on the other end here. But like you can't say that you definitely wanted to stay there because then they ask him like, oh, would you have been excited to play as a Packer this year? He's like, no, definitely not, because that was not that was never going to happen. It's like, well, then you already knew also that you weren't coming back to the Packers. I feel like he knew that beforehand and he's just trying to spin it and make it feel like it was their decision when he had no intention of coming back to the Packers this year. Uh, but he also pointed out just to know, because we have that Nathaniel Hackett uh, thing up there. I think we, we went live before he said, right before he said this, he said on the jets, there's one coach who means as much to me as any coach I've ever had. And he's the coordinator there talking about, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, who you can see with the, uh, on the, on the screen, if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash NFL on CBS, uh, win loss record 39 and nine under Nathaniel Hackett from 2019 to 21. Uh, first in TD to interception ratio and second in passer rating in the NFL plus two MVPs, not too shabby. Not too shabby. Oh, wait, what do we think about him saying that it's ridiculous about him sending a list of his favorite players, yet all of a sudden the Jets are acquiring all of those said players? Well, I mean, the biggest takeaway from that was that that's when he dragged Diana Rossini and Adam Schefter, like just absolutely. <sighs> it's like a blowtorch. He's like, 
He's like, I was like, I'll whatever her name is. Ooh. I said, Diana he's like, he's, he, he's like Diana Rossini or whatever her name is. Like, uh, come on, dude, if you're going to do whatever her name is, you don't do that. The yeah. movies you're like, like Brian Brinson or like, you're like <laughs> yeah, you're like, do it like Mox. Do it just you're really like, like, butcher like, their name. Mox, whatever yeah. her name is. And it's like, you actually like, you'd be like, uh, like, like uh, you just like Diana, Diana Ruffini, you know, like you yeah. just completely butcher the name. And that's so disrespectful. Um, yeah. But yeah, like he said, whatever her name is, I text her. He's like, I didn't reply to her, but I text her the same thing. I texted Adam Schefter, which was lose my number. Good try, though. And Schefter, Adam Schefter then tweeted out a screenshot of the text. I later. love that. Uh, and now there's actually already T-shirts with a picture of Rogers and, and Schefter that say "Lose my number." The demands, yes, Ollie. What did you? I mean, do you, did you believe it when he said he, it's ridiculous? Well, whether or not it's true or not, the New York Jets are making moves to try to lure Aaron Rodgers to New York. I mean, they're hiring, like you just said, Princeton. They're hiring the coach that means the most to him in the NFL, Nathaniel Hackett. It's, I don't know, the same thing the Denver Broncos did last offseason when they hired Hackett as the head coach to try to get Aaron Rodgers as their head, as their quarterback. And all of a sudden, they're signing their his one of his go-to wide receivers and Alan Lazard. It's so, okay, yeah, we can push back on that if you want. But the team that you are putting yourself in position to go to, they're the ones trying to convince you to go there, bringing in all these guys for you. So, yes, you know there might not be a ransom note, but they are trying to lure you here. You do find them somewhat appealing, no? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, well, sorry, I, I assume you were talking to Breach. Oh, I thought he was answering your question. Uh, yeah, I was but answering I was, your question. Yeah, but I was going to let it you know, pass over to you, Breach. Sorry. <laughs> Yes, uh, he would find it somewhat appealing, I but I also believe that he gave them a list. I don't think that he, he was just that he didn't they didn't call him and ask how Lazard is in the locker room and then he gave a, a rave review about it. They definitely had this list beforehand. So yes, I agree with you. But even if it wasn't an implicit list, what I'm saying is the Jets know who Aaron Rodgers likes. They know who he wants to be around. It's been that way for the past few years in Green Bay. It's why they brought back Randall Cobb. It's why they were bringing to Mercedes Lewis. They're bringing around all of his buddies. The Jets are putting themselves in a position to make it as appealing as possible. So while it may not be an explicit list of demands, they know what Aaron Rodgers likes, and they're putting themselves in a position to do it. But the flip side here, again, is that today is March 15th. We're hearing this from Aaron Rodgers. He said he made his decision to play for the Jets on Friday, March 10th. So he has known for five days that he wants to play for the Jets. Ostensibly, mm -hmm. that means the Jets have also known for five days that Aaron Rodgers wants to play for the Jets. And so by going after these guys and, and listening to Aaron Rodgers and taking his list and making these guys offers like Alan Lazard, the Jets are even putting themselves more in a corner because, again, the Packers know 
oh, you're going to sign all Aaron Rodgers guys and not end up with Aaron Rodgers because you really screwed yourself over. That happened. So we're not dropping off our demands. We want a first round pick. We want your 13th overall pick and give it to us or we're not trading them. We're going to hold them till September 1st when the option bonus is up and then we'll whatever we'll figure it out then but the jets are really putting themselves in a corner here as far as negotiating goes so oh, i think that's what the really quick i think that's what the interesting piece to all of it is is you know he's going on pat mcafee who is he trying to leverage who is he trying to make this thing happen public, for? Public, public sentiment is it the jet but is it saying all right jets you know start giving things up or uh, Green Bay, bring down your price let's get uh, this deal done i think he is trying to so i think this is what i mean from a bigger metacritical um you know sort of you know, uh, metacritical. Yeah, metacritical. Some words today, Brinson. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm not sure that any of them are right, but I'm using them. Um, just from like a sort of like a, like a like a really deep like picture. Like Brady Quinn and I've talked about this a bunch on the, on the podcast, and not about this specific instance, but like when Brady was drafted, you couldn't, and when Rogers was drafted too, you had no like it was just the only the only way to get any information out. The only people who could get any information out were the teams. And they did it through like beat writers and the AP. There just weren't, there weren't the, you know, there wasn't a, you, you could go on YouTube and do a show like this. And so I like, it, it, you know what I'm saying? In other words, like when Brady, when Brady was in his, um, like if you could, by the way, don't call it a holdout in front of Brady. He will get not happy. Um, it's like the Browns are like, Brady Quinn is holding out, blah, 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 blah. And Brady was like, I wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't the case we were negotiating, which is what you did back then. Um, and so I think what, again, the metacritical aspect of it, Brett Favre had no control over what information was being disseminated out there. And it was made very clear and very apparent. Like, like the, everyone believes that Brett Favre is 100% at fault for how things played out with him and the Packers and his exit from the Packers. Because, oh, Favre waffled and he yo-yoed. And, and we have, you know, it is a one-sided story, right? That is that is the way that it was told back when Brett Favre in 2008 decided to do that. What Aaron Rodgers has done is the opposite. He has now taken this and flipped it on its head where if – Right now, if, if, if Rodgers were to not go to the Jets, let's say he's not on the Jets by June, which is when Favre, you know, waffled, people would be like, yo, Green Bay, what are you doing? Like, this is the, maybe the greatest player in franchise history. You've decided you don't want to play him. You don't want him. He's not going to play for your team. He's not your starting quarterback. And you're holding him hostage over a second round pick. Like, what? Like, there will, there will be backlash from fans at the organization versus when Favre did this, when there was backlash against Favre because the organization controlled all the messaging. So I mean, that's that I think is really interesting that Rodgers, by virtue of having this platform, which there were 400,000 plus people live streaming this on YouTube. That is insane, outrageous, insane and, and outrageous. And like he is, I mean, to me, he has completely flipped the narrative in terms of who is to blame for whether or not he gets to the Jets, because we all yeah. believed before today that Aaron Rodgers was mm -hmm. a to Favre and waffling and, and couldn't make up his mind and just couldn't figure out whether or not he wanted to be on the Jets or when he would retire and whether or not he's telling the truth about the whole darkness retreat. And it's, by the way, there's only one person who can prove that and it's him. So you kind of have to take his word for it. He has changed who the public in general, I believe will blame for a lack of a trade to the Jets, and that, and he's put it on the Packers now. Firmly. Yeah, and I think that's sort of the the metacritical aspect is like Favre, Favre couldn't do that. He had no like, there's no way to do it. Like you do it, you know, you just you couldn't. And and since you brought up Favre, I will say real quick, Brent, so you mentioned that uh, the Jets should 
consider or ask the Packers to make a similar trade, the exact trade for Favre. It was a fourth round conditional pick that could get bumped up to a first round if Favre had led the Jets to the Super Bowl, which he did not. And it ended up being a third round pick because Favre played in at least 50% of the snaps. If he had played the snaps and led the Jets to the playoffs, it would have been a second round pick and then Super Bowl appearance, first round pick. So I, I like I, something like that to me That's makes crazy. a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Like if, if the if the Jets stink, listen, dude, Aaron Rodgers, the Packers didn't make the playoffs last year with Aaron Rodgers. If mm-hmm. the Jets stink and miss the playoffs, and by the way, they're in a division with a Dolphins team that did make the playoffs, a Bills team that, you know, I, some people are maybe down on a little bit now, but is definitely a Super Bowl contender, and friggin' Bill Belichick, like they could miss the playoffs easily with just because they get Aaron Rodgers does not mean they're making the playoffs. You, if you go up two first round picks or off first round pick without the without the you know the um the the contingencies attached to it, you are you could lose Aaron Rodgers after one year and give up a top fifteen pick and just it would be a disaster. Like you can't do that if you're the Jets. That's exactly what I was saying earlier, and, and I think that if you're the New York Jets, you do that deal. If it's this escalator type of trade. I think that this deal's already done. I think it's the Green Bay side of it now, which I think maybe is what Rodgers is doing here, doing this power play and kind of laying it all out there, is to say, hey, listen, you have to come down. I think New York's willing to kind of extend themselves to a certain degree, but I think it's Green Bay that needs to come down. I think that was the crux of what Rodgers was trying to do today. Well, And and also, too, like, you know, you could get the – there's the other thing, too, where if they're going to be – Non contingency. Why am I cannot think of the word? Non. Um, You're like me last night. I know. I, can't, I, I got. <laughs> I rubbed off on you. <laughs> uh, picks, picks without contingency. What am I? Circumstance. What am I? What is this? <laughs> um. Anyway, like if 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 you don't have these the contingency picks, conditional, <laughs> conditional, conditional. <laughs> Thank you. I was literally trying to figure out what word you were even trying. <laughs> What's the C word? Just breaking uh, our brain. Oh. oh my god. No, I'm kidding. That was. It's a, a, mm-hmm. You need to take a nap before the next podcast. It's, it's, an, yeah. arrested, it's an arrested development joke. Um, but the uh, it's the name of the book, the C word. Um, if you don't, so if, if you were to give away these non conditional picks, right? If you're the Jets and the Packers, I mean, if you're Green Bay, you want to get them now. Like you know, if you hold them out through the draft, you're gonna to have to wait till after next season to get those. Now they may not be very. It's more likely they're gonna be better picks now than they will be next year. Yeah, I am malfunctioning. And uh, <laughs> um, so I, I think that if 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 you're the if you're the Packers and you are gonna be like if you're demanding, let's say like this wouldn't be crazy. You say we want a third round pick this year and a conditional pick next year based on how Rodgers performs. Like that to me is not yeah. asking too much. And I think the Jets would probably be willing to do that. You could probably get him as maybe as high as a second now, and then the conditional next year, uh, just because I, you know, I think most people believe that Rodgers has maybe more in the tank than Favre did when he was traded. You guys, yeah, I would say so for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's just a matter of yeah, Rodgers has more in the tank. It's just a matter of is he going to empty or not. Like that's my biggest yeah. thing. Is it okay? Yeah, sure. He has three, four more years left in him at B plus to A plus play. That's great. But if he only plays two then or one, then, okay, that doesn't really matter. And so I think that's the big thing here with New York. There was a huge unknown with acquiring him. You know that you're going to be really good or, or contending in 2023. Anything beyond that is anybody's guess. Yeah. And, I mean, that's that's why, again, you just can't give up those multiple first-round picks because well, you might be getting Rodgers for a one-year rental. I mean, like, look, Aaron Rodgers has – Again, if we're taking it at face value, he said he's 90% retired going to darkness. Yeah. Whether or not we believe it or not, that means that coming out of this season, in which he's going to be playing for a new organization with a new coaching staff, 
new receivers in a totally different city, one in which is absolutely not Green Bay, Wisconsin. Now he may mm-hmm. I'm sure he's comfortable in New York, but I mean it's not it's a different environment. It's you know, you're well, not Tom Tom Brady won a Super Bowl, same thing. Right. And then but Tom Brady was going after two years too, right? Like or right. Yeah. two, yeah, yeah. Two. Uh yes, yes. Uh three, no. two. 2020, yeah. 2021, Tampa 2022, Bay? three. Three, yeah. Yeah. COVID was weird, well, man. Um, yeah, COVID, COVID was weird. What, what, one quick question, though. Jesse in the chat said, if this trade goes through, what are the Jets going to do with Zach Wilson? Obviously, we know that Mike White has uh, moved on to Miami, I believe. So what, yeah. what are they going to do with Zach Wilson? You're not going to quote Ryan Wilson, Katie? <laughs> I could. Straight dog doo-doo. Yeah, straight dog doo. Um mm-hmm. I mean, I think Wilson would just sit on. They're just going to keep Wilson probably as a you know because I mean Rogers could get hurt, miss time, and you know maybe Wilson. Wilson. I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers not known as the world's greatest mentor. Um, probably not his fault. Probably Brett <laughs> Favre's fault. Uh, but you know, I think that if you if you have Zach Wilson there, like just even if he's just learning by osmosis, you let him stick around and try to figure out whatever he can from Aaron Rodgers. No, I th- I actually think that this is. You know, it's it's going to sound – Zach Wilson has been a bust. He has not been good. He's not a good NFL quarterback right now. But if there was anything that could save his NFL career, I do think it could be Rodgers. You have to understand the relationship that these two have. I know that he has the reputation of not being a good mentor, but Zach Wilson has basically molded his game around Aaron Rodgers. He has said it publicly that it was basically his boyhood idol. His dad was even tweeting about him and Aaron Rodgers when they were doing joint practices during his rookie year and, and going into his rookie year that summer. And Rodgers himself has even said he's kind of texted him every now and again. I think it was a story on McAfee a few months ago when it was Zach Wilson was in the facility, the Jets facility, super late. Rodgers was like, get out, do your own thing. Like he has mentored him somewhat over the last few years. And so, if you have somebody that's cheap, which Wilson is going to be at least for the next two years, they're probably not going to sign him to a fifth-year option. I mean, that would be ridiculous. It's way too much money. So you at least have him rookie contract for the next two years. You see what he can do behind Aaron Rodgers. I still think that you could maybe kind of mold him and give him that reset that Salah was saying he needed last season just on a longer scale. Yeah, this was probably the one quarterback you could add and also feel comfortable keeping Zach Wilson because there's two dynamics here. One – uh, Wilson was asked in January what's going to happen if the Jets bring in a veteran, and he said, I'm going to make that dude's life hell in practice every day. That's oh. Zach Wilson thinking, hey, maybe I can beat out a veteran quarterback, but now that veteran not is Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers. <laughs> he's not going to plan on beating out Aaron Rodgers, and especially, look, when the Jets and Packers played each other earlier this season uh, back in October – Wilson literally said, hey, look, we didn't have an NFL team in Utah. I wasn't necessarily a Packers fan growing up, but I was a fan of Aaron Rodgers. He's literally the guy he followed, as Tyler mentioned, as a kid. This is the guy he emulated. So I think he would be fine sitting the bench behind Aaron Rodgers and learning from one of the best. And he's not going to raise a lot of racket or cause a lot of drama. So I think if you're the Jets, you say, all right, we can keep him cheap. Let's do it. Aaron's fine with it. Zach's fine with it. This QB room works. Not not entirely like Apple's uh, Apple's comparison here, but I always think about this whenever there's a you know a quarterback a, a big name quarterback added or any quarterback added to a roster. Right when um, the the Denver Broncos had Tim Tebow and Tebow mania happened and like and John Elway, I mean I, I've heard this like this is just true. He was like he's like oh my god I'm so screwed I can't get out from under this guy because it'll I'll be I'll be I'll be like burn at the stake if I, try, <laughs> if I try to like get rid of Timo and get an actual real quarterback. He's like, that was all magic beans. It was nothing of substance. We can't win like that. Complete luck. And then he, the all like there was like 
a list of like three guys that he could have gotten where nobody's going to question it. And Peyton Effing Manning is one of them. So like, it's not the same thing. It's just like, there's, there's no discussion whatsoever about Zach Wilson compete. You know what I'm saying? Like Rogers is one of those names where, you know, you bring him in and there's just not a discussion about like any sort of, like even the, even like NFL quarterbacks who are always like insanely competitive and would think that they compete at every moment. Like, no, Zach Wilson be like, no, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the starter. He's Aaron Rodgers. I just hope that if this does go through, that the first day in the locker room, Aaron Rodgers comes up to Zach Wilson. He's like, so about you making my life hell, tell me about it. Cause he would just squirm. I, I think, I think, I think they would get along though. I think Rodgers would, you, know, you mentioned it. Like, I mean, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I would be like, I didn't mean you. (laughs) (laughs) It's his favorite player, like, of all time, apparently. You got to call him out on it, though. I would. You know, one thing that I do find interesting, you know, this whole thing has been super weird because it's Aaron Rodgers, and why wouldn't it be weird? And kind of going back to the compensation, if you're the Packers, you are able to draft or acquire draft picks up to the next three draft cycles. Do you just go like super weird and bank on him retiring in two years and say, hey, listen, give me the 2025 conditional first round pick as opposed to the 2023 or 2024? Or I just give, like that- give, give me a 2025 first. And if you're like Robert, you're like, eh, eh, we might. That, that to me, I think would fi- be super interesting. I don't think anybody in this current regime with the, with the Jets would be like, all right, whatever. We want to go win now. We'll take the first round pick. And then if you're the Packers, you say, well, we're banking on this dude retiring in like two years. So maybe we can get a first round pick there that's even higher. I think the the one, and and this is, this is a really interesting question because most of the time, well, I mean, it's weird. Like it, it is surprising. Most of the time, for the people, for the same reason that people would be willing to give away twenty twenty five first round picks, nobody wants to acquire them because usually, if you're a GM, you're like. I might not probably not going to be here in two years, you know, like, like, or like, or a coach, you're like, yeah, I'm not going to like, there's no guarantee. I will have anything to do with that 2025 first round pick. But if you're the Packers, you probably feel safest just because of how that regime is built out. And then there's no, there's, there's no, no owner. It's, it's, yeah. it's a little bit different. Yeah. And if you're, so maybe that isn't, that is an interesting possibility here. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't hate that. Uh, but you know what? I'm just going to say this. If the Packers did that, Aaron Rodgers would literally play for two more years just to spite the <laughs> Packers. He's, he's totally a giant. True. He might have completely be planning to play one more year, but just to make sure Green Bay doesn't get a good draft pick, he, he would send a giant FU to them saying, you know what, I'm going to play two years just so. Uh, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be three years. He'd be like, listen, I was going to retire after one year. He's like, I'm, I'm going to mail it in for two years, and then I'm going to win a Super Bowl in the third year. Just like, just F you, Green Bay. It, but it is interesting just considering his age. You wouldn't, norm, wouldn't normally do it, but considering who this guy is and where he is, that's a wrinkle that I think is at least at least talking about, even though Rodgers I would also go, be totally fine if I'm the Packers right. getting this year's first-round pick at 13th overall. Oh, yeah, for sure. I just don't know if New York can give that up. I think, I, think if, I think 13th overall would get it done like yesterday. Like I don't, I don't think I don't. I think the Jets are like, no, we're not giving you a first round yeah. pick. Like we don't, we, we, we don't, we, we don't. I mean, we, this guy's been in the darkness for five days. Like we met with him. Um, I, I mean, to me, it's like second round pick now or the conditional setup where you bank on Rodgers being able to get them to the playoffs, and if you get to the, get to the Super Bowl, it's a first round pick, and everybody's happy then. You know, like I mean, the, the obviously the Packers would prefer to be a higher pick, but I, I just think that. This is just so obvious. Like literally, there is a like, just look at history and do exactly what they did with Favre. Like it's just not that hard. I mean, you're you're not the guy's 38, 39 years old. You're not getting multiple first round picks for it. 
Do you guys think that, obviously, we talk about spiteful Rodgers coming into uh, New York, and you look at someone like Tom Brady, who left, and then his very first year won the Super Bowl. Do you think that that kind of pressure is going to be on Aaron Rodgers now? Now, of course, Aaron Rodgers is not Tom Brady. Obviously, the uh, the stats and the accolades don't line up there. But I would think that the public and the media is going to be looking at him like, okay, we'll go win a Super Bowl now. Um. Yeah, I think it's more like like the spite thing. I mean, look at, I mean, he said it. He's like, you know, we should have had the Jordan Love. The are you do are you ready to move on? Two years ago, two years ago, but they drafted Jordan Love and spited him into two MVPs. Like, I don't think there's any question about it. And we said it at the time, it's like uh, drafting Jordan Love is going to make Aaron Rodgers play better. Like, he's going to be more focused. He's going to be pissed off. He's going to be spiteful. He's going to play better. He did. He won two back to back MVPs. I think that the Packers effing around here. In his mind, whether again, whether it's true or not, this is clearly what he believes. Effing around and not be, not being willing to move him like as fast as he would probably like, I think absolutely will fuel him to be a little more spiteful, a little more aggressive, and be like, "All right, like you better hope Jordan Love's pretty good because I'm going to go into New York and I'm going to play my ass off. Might take him to the playoffs. Might might make a run. And if we do, you know, much like the Patriots who got a pass because it's Bill Belichick, but like everybody, you know." Tom Brady won a Super Bowl his first year away from Belichick. Everybody's like, "Ur." Yeah. Like, you know, if you're if you're Rodgers, you go win a Super Bowl you, your first year away from Green Bay, people are like, "Oh, you made a mistake, Packers." Well, it's not yeah. even that. I mean, you know, I don't know if it's the revenge. Obviously, there's going to be some revenge angles for Rodgers too, but in terms of like expectation, I mean, Matthew Stafford did it. We don't even have to put it in a Tom Brady realm. Matthew Stafford oh, yeah, that's went true. from Detroit to Los Angeles and won them a Super Bowl. We were having the same conversations yep. last offseason with Russell Wilson in Denver. You know, obviously that blew up in a blaze of glory, but, <laughs> you know, that was a conversation that we had with these quarterbacks that are Pro Bowl, all pro caliber players, Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame guys, switching organizations. There's naturally going to be that fire to want to prove that former team wrong. But from an expectation standpoint, I still think you put that on the New York Jets. You put that on Aaron Rodgers and say, yeah, you at least should be in the AFC Championship. You should be in that conversation considering where they were last year. I mean, they were an unbelievable team other than the quarterback position. They would have made the playoffs had it not been for Zach Wilson and, and Mike White and all that you know conundrum that they had last year. If they had just a B-plus quarterback, you're in there. And now you have a MVP caliber guy in Aaron Rodgers. You should be thinking AFC Championship. You should be thinking Super Bowl. But I also think the expectations come with what the compensation ends up being. If you were to trade two first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers, you best go out and yeah, win a Super Bowl. Sure. But sure. if you end up only giving up a fourth-round pick, then it's like, okay, Aaron just needs to get to get us to the playoffs. And the thing is, I don't think any Jets fan is going to get Aaron Rodgers automatically say, hey, we're automatic number one favorite to win the Super Bowl. Because the one thing about Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford is they came out of the NFC, which is very winnable for anyone, Aaron Rodgers have to go to New York and beat Josh Allen in his own division, beat Patrick Mahomes, beat Joe Burrow, the, the Justin Herbert. There's just so many quarterbacks. And that conference is so loaded that I think Jets fans will be okay if he were just get the, to the playoffs in year one. We're talking about the team that has the longest drought without a playoff appearance in the NFL right now. They haven't been there since 2010, which coincidentally is also the year Rodgers won his only Super Bowl. Uh, so maybe this is a match made in heaven. Just get If he gets in the playoffs, I think most Jets fans would consider the trade a success. But let's uh, just say they take he takes him to the playoffs over the next few years, and that's it. Like, you know, it's a divisional round is the furthest they go. I think we'd all look at it and say that that was kind of a, a lackluster, not you know, not that worth it kind of move, right? Well, I think if he only plays one year and they made it to the divisional round, I think that 
Jets fans are like, yeah, that you I mean, been to the playoffs in 13 years. I'm fine with that. It's also like it also depends too. You know, you point out with the NFC AFC, like, I mean, let's say you go to the playoffs and you lose in the divisional round to the Chiefs two years in a row and then he retires. You know, it's like, well, Patrick Mahomes runs the yeah. NFL. Like, what are you gonna do? Um, I think, and I, I do think Breach, that's a great point. Like, if you're the Jets, and the Jets have to know this too. If we I always you know say, like, if we know this, then the NFL teams hopefully would know this. Um if you trade, if you trade a conditional fourth round pick that could become a first, if you have success, then you know ipso facto, if you have success, like if you give away a first round pick, like no one's going to care because you went to the Super Bowl. But if you trade two first round picks and you miss the playoffs, like it's it it, it that's how you get fired. You enter Russell Wilson trade territory. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, uh, by the way, the I the, when I when I didn't hear your uh, question back to me, Sully earlier, I was looking to find out. Um, <laughs> they, they they were asking AJ. They were asking Rogers how long AJ Hawk had known, like about Aaron Rodgers' decision, because they were like, because AJ when, he, when they, AJ Hawk first came on, they're like, how long have we know? He's like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And nobody like, knows anything. No, no, like, gonna ask, we're going to ask Rogers how you know. And, and Rogers said probably since last Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I mean, I think Mike Garofalo tweeted out, like, I trust this guy with the nuclear codes. Like, seriously, man. Um, Wait, just, wouldn't that timeline not make sense if he'd known since last Tuesday but found out on Friday? Does uh, that not make sense? No, no, or, or is that yesterday? No, no, Rogers has been out of the darkness for, like, weeks. But didn't he say he made his decision on March 10th? No, no, he yeah, said none of the timelines make it, it, none of the timelines make sense. He said since March 10th, I've made it clear that my intention is to play. So that I think I feel like that's when he told the Jets. Okay. So, okay. so that it became known on that day that he planned to play for the Jets and wanted to play for the Jets. Okay. Or he told this, the Packers, or he told the Packers, like, you know, look, I talked to the Jets. I'm interested. I want to do this. Like, you know, let's let's go. But like the AJ thing is more of a close friend, like, hey man, I think I'm gonna go play for the Jets. Sure. Yeah, it wasn't formal. That makes sense. Just between me and you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think they're they're best friends. Okay. Best friends. All right, so we're going to wrap, put a bow on this uh, Aaron Rodgers talk. But if you are hungry for more, don't fret, because we will be live again at 4 p.m. for day three of free agency. More things happen besides Aaron Rodgers, if you can actually believe it. So you are watching the Pick 6 Pod. We'll be back in an hour and a half. We'll see you soon.